Our help is in the name of the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth, whose faithfulness endures forever, and who does not abandon the works of his hand. Grace and peace to us, from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's reading is from James 5, verse 13 to 16. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Good evening to all. A couple of weeks ago, before the coronavirus was at the front of my mind, I got asked a question if I wanted to speak at M&M's for our Lent sermon series. We were going to do all the sacraments. I said yes, I picked a date, which was today. But I also ended up, without thinking much of it, picking this sacrament. And here we are, not in church due to a global pandemic, and I get to talk with you about the anointing of the sick. Augustine of Hippo has a definition for a sacrament. A sacrament is an outward and visible sign of an inward and invisible grace, he says. And today, in these weird circumstances, let us have a look together to what invisible grace there is in anointing the sick. The Bible passage we've just read is considered the foundational passage for anointing the sick. It calls for anyone who is sick to call the elders of the church, ask them to pray over them, and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. When the Bible speaks of anointments, it is the kings who are being anointed. The oil that is used being oil of joy, oil of gladness, a sign of God being with the anointed person. Sometimes people are even criticized for anointing, as the oil would be better uh, be sold and the money given to the poor. But now, in the letter of James, it is our calling for sick people to be anointed with oil. It is easy for us uh, to think, especially for us students, to think, Oh, that's nice, isn't it? There's some grace for these sick people. As we are young, and most of us are in good health, we can take our health for granted. We assume, oh, this coronavirus, for me it will be nothing more than a flu. But let us not fall in the trap of thinking that this sacrament is not for us. 
that it is for other people. You know, you know those other people, you know the, the sick ones. If this anointment is not for us, it is for our loved ones. And if this anointment isn't for us today, it might very well be for us in the future. The same oil that kings are anointed with, those who are sick, disabled, chronically ill, have a mental illness, they, or should I say we, will receive that same oil. That oil isn't just rubbed on people out of nowhere. No, we are called to be anointed in the name of the Lord. The Lord, that is Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus the Anointed One. In New Testament's time, lepers and blind people were considered unclean and had to be thrown out of the town, only to be shunned and survive by begging for money or food. In that time, we are called to anoint them. Or be anointed. To be anointed in the name of God's anointed. Today, sick or disabled people don't have to live outside of city limits anymore, luckily. But, in a world where value is given according to economic productivity, they often don't belong. There is stigma. Being in perfect health still is the norm. Voicing your special needs still is being burdensome. But it's not despite of your sickness, despite of your disability, but because of them that you are being anointed. In that anointment, in that balm, God is with you. Now, what is the effect of being anointed? What will it do? Some churches believe that the prayer and anointment, they come as a package deal, that the prayer and anointment will cure you. Some churches believe that if you have faith enough, your illness will be taken away from you. And consequently, if you are still ill, or disabled for that matter, you apparently don't have enough faith. But is that what it says in the letter of James? Let's have another look. It reads... Are any among you sick, they should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And here it comes, verse 15a. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. The effect of the anointment and prayer is, like we saw before, that in anointment God is with us, but also that 
the sick will be saved and the Lord will raise them up. Now, what does this mean for the sick to be saved and raised up by the Lord? Let's look at being saved first, okay? Being saved can mean a lot. Being saved can be about our salvation, about what happens to us after we die. But being saved can also be about the current time. That we are being saved from, for example, stigma getting to us. Infesting our minds, making us think less of ourselves because of our illness or disability. Being saved can also be that. Being saved could also mean healing. Being saved could also mean being cured. It doesn't have to be per se, but it could. One key sentence that I always remember about prayer is this one from is this one line from the Lord's Prayer. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when we pray, we can and may ask God anything. We may we may bring anything to him in prayer. But at the end of the day it isn't up to you or me or even up to that pastor who more or less sa- says that being ill is a sin. No, it is up to God, our Creator, who has knitted us in our mother's womb. May His will be done. And may we be saved in whatever aspect of being saved that He, in His never-ending love, finds suitable for us. Not only will God be with us, not only will God save us, he will also raise us up. So, finally, let us have a look at that. Right now it is Lent, and if, during Lent, or any time of year you will, If you're thinking of being raised, what do you think of? It's Lent, and we're preparing ourselves for Easter, when we celebrate Jesus being raised from the death. And like Jesus, when we're being ill or disabled or not, Our life can look like a seemingly endless road of suffering. Sometimes it can even be like going through hell and back. But through it all, may we experience our sometimes troublesome road to be paved by Jesus, who has been through it all. The letter of James tells us that God will raise us up like Jesus was raised up. And when he was raised up, 
may we remember that Jesus wasn't perfect or spotless. The holes in his hands from being crucified hadn't magically disappeared. When Jesus rose, he was still wounded. May that be our comfort during these days. Amen. In these troublesome and stressful times, let us bring our worries and our fears to the one who holds the universe in his hands. Let us pray. Lord, you've always given bread for the coming day, and though I am poor, today I believe. Lord, you've always given strength for the coming day, and though I am weak, today I believe. Lord, you've always given peace for the coming day, and though of anxious heart, today I believe. Lord, you've always kept me safe in trials, and now, tried as I am, today I believe. Lord, you've always marked the road for the coming day, and though it may be hidden, today I believe. Lord, you've always lightened this darkness of mine, and though the night is here, Today I believe. Lord, you've always spoken when time was ripe. And though you be silent now, today I believe. And may the peace of the Lord Christ go with us, wherever he may send us. May he guide us through the wilderness, protect us through the storm. May he bring us home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown us. May he bring us home rejoicing once again into our doors. And in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.